worst thing I've ever watched. I'm Colleen. And I'm Helen. And this is a podcast where we watch terrible TV, film, media of all kinds, and we break down how hilarious and horrible it is right here with ya, bruh. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I always just let Colleen do the intro. Because I have a bizarre fascination with how it's going to evolve over time. It's, it's like, what will she do this week? That's weird. Let's let it happen. I, yeah, this time I didn't wind myself up as much. Um, usually, usually I hype myself up a little more before I get going. Yeah. But I just kind of dove right into it today um, to see what would happen. And you were waiting to see what would happen <laughs> also. So Yes. <laughs> Hey, I I liked it. It was good. Thank you. It was more understated than the previous like eight (laughs) episodes, the previous 13 episodes. Oh, wait, is this episode 13 or is this episode 14? I think it might be 13. Let's take a look just so then it's spooky stuff. Yeah, it's spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Hate that song. I had to make a playlist for work because we have like a Halloween show. So I need music for the lobby and I put spooky, scary skeletons on it. And someone was like, this is hilarious that you put this song in here. And I was like, why is it hilarious? (laughs) I was like, it's not. It's awesome. What are you talking about? I didn't use the remix, though. The remix is the real Bob. I don't know if I've heard the remix, but please don't make me listen to it. This is episode 13. Ooh, that's amazing because this episode is Halloween Ends. Oh my gosh, the the 13th 13th movie. movie Wow. Of the Halloween franchise, Franchisle. And we didn't even plan this, so this is extra spooky. Spooky. The Franchisle. That sounds like something that they would call Fran Drescher or something. It took you a minute to remember that. (laughs) What up, Fran Chisel? Or maybe that's that's what they called. No, they would call him Frankenstizzle. Frankenstizzle. (laughs) Dr. Frankenstizzle's monster. Okay. (laughs) Frankenstizzle was the doctor. (laughs) The monster was Dr. Frankenstizzle's monster. That's something that whenever people get it wrong, I will forever correct someone on that. And I don't care how douchey it comes across. As I was like saying that, I was kind of making a joke about like how people always correct people about it in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I think I only correct people that I dislike. Like if I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Shut up out of here, you dumb face. (laughs) I'm like, it's actually- about Mary Shelley. <laughs> God, you don't know anything about Mary Shelley and how she was a better author than her husband, but her husband got all of the glory. Yeah, and her it's mom was a badass. Right? It's like the same thing as like a Sylvia Plath. Like she yeah, was married to was. another writer and he was like jealous that her career was like better than his. Yeah, but then in the long run, she ended up being way more successful anyway, so. Yeah, and she didn't um, have to raise their kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a baller move if you're gonna if you're gonna go go like Sylvia Plath I suppose or not that sounds like an awful way to go 
yeah just Leaving don't head in an oven is not fun. just don't take your don't take the wheel ask jesus <laughs> to take the wheel and go get care and help please period end of sentence sorry sylvia that no one helped you yeah it was sad or she might still be here but anyway how did we get here why are we here this isn't where we want to be we want to be talking about halloween ends we always do this <laughs> the 13th and final film in the saga of the halloween films and i think it is so important to note that this film really comes full circle with your boy Mike Myers back in the Sueys. Yes. Oh my God. I was talking to like a couple friends on Friday about this movie and I was talking about how the sewer thing. Okay. So there's 13 effing movies in this series and there's so many things that they don't bring back to make contiguous. Mm -hmm. But why bring back the sewers? super random why is he like is it because they were like oh it was a popular movie recently maybe right and they (laughs) were like and he was in the sewers so it's like he's there again it's like h2o like (laughs) halloween 2.0 um yeah this i don't know why they do that is weirdly like completely a departure from the last two movies yeah. in the series like Mike Myers is really not I, I also like calling him Mike Myers because it always <laughs> makes me think of Mike Myers <laughs> yeah I know I love that too like Mike Myers is really like barely featured in this one at all like he comes yeah. out in the last like 15 minutes of the movie but beyond that like we just see him periodically and it's really a story about this weirdo named Corey and Allison is the daughter right the yeah, Allison is a and Allison Judy's aka Karen's daughter, aka JLC, aka Lori's granddaughter. Yes. I also find it really difficult to refer to Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori Strode, which is her character in the film, because I just she's just Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, like you are just Jamie Lee Curtis. Her wig is far and away so much better in this one yeah that is something that is vastly improved the The wiggery the wiggery of it all her wig is so much better wear wigs have you worn wigs will you ever wear wigs what is that from (laughs) it's like i think it's a tiktok that's like popular right now that's like an interview with elijah wood around the time of the lord of the rings i want to say and like the interviewer is like, do you wear wigs? Have you worn wigs? And <laughs> Elijah's like, no. And he's like, will you wear wigs? <laughs> That's hilarious. And Elijah's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's Maybe. how I, uh, That sounds like us as an interviewer. Yeah. Tell me more. I would be the weirdest reporter. I would be asking people like questions that don't have to do with anything. Yeah, well, most reporters, when it comes to like media, anyway, like that are just doing like, I know they like have publicity tours. Like they have to ask like the stupidest fucking questions. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of time they are like Timothy Chalamet. They'd be like, "So how was that peach? Did you eat it afterwards?" Like, (laughs) he's like, "Obviously, yes." 
<laughs> tea shout. Okay, anyway, so shall we just dive in? Dare we? Yeah, let's dive in. Okay, so the movie starts. It's, I would say, like, overall, the tone of this movie is, like, a dark, like, almost Riverdale-like vibe. Yes, it's kind of like, okay, so I think it's a combination. They took inspiration from, like, three things they were kind of ripping off of. Mm -hmm. And one is, I feel like, the Joker movie. Yes. Because of how his evolution into becoming crazy. Yeah. Goes. Mm Mm-hmm. The second one, I think, is Riverdale because they're really leaning into like the teen, young, high school town, spooky town thing. And it's always like rainy and gray. And that's a very like Riverdale energy. And then the third thing is it because of the sewers and dragging people into the sewers. And the like, um, again, we're in lore, like the lore of like the sewer person and like the force of sucking in like an innocent person and making them I feel like um is a thing and this movie starts with one of the like weirdest and most like jarring things yeah so it starts with and like we said so this movie is more about like this kid Corey and then Allison who is JLC's granddaughter aka Judy Greer's daughter Mm -hmm. and it starts on a Halloween night in 2019 so this is like a flashback here at the top and it starts with like an old radio there's like an old radio announcer sort of like convention like there isn't a lot of Halloween movies I don't think I do think I guess this guy was in the last Halloween movie at some point like the radio guy in Haddonfield or whatever like I feel like that was in there somewhere like someone was listening to the radio at some point yeah or they were like listening to the radio for like news of like the thing and like so that's a thing in one of the Texas Chainsaw movies I think yeah it's a thing um I want to say it's a thing in Hubie Halloween (laughs) I actually never saw that but I believe you oh my god Okay, I want to go off on a tangent about it, but I won't. Other than just an Adam Sandler thing, yeah, and it's actually funny, but it's also really offensive because he's like playing someone on the spectrum, and it's like borderline. Um, Yeah, that always makes me feel a little weird. Simple Jack, like status. (laughs) So it starts with um, this kid named Corey who looks like he's probably like college, like he's eighteen-ish. This kid, yeah. And he is babysitting on Halloween for these like rich ass people who have this awesome, like sick ass mansion. And the way that the mansion is like, it's a beautiful, like gilded age Mm -hmm. mansion. I have a weird obsession with, uh, with like 20th century and late 19th century architecture. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) But I digest. And it has one of those staircases where, like, the staircase coils up the middle of the house and leaves, like, a hole all the way down, yeah, like, so there's, the like, middle. a landing. It's a grand yeah. staircase. Yeah. She's very grand. And the parents are, like, rich, and the mom is dressed as a flapper, and Corey is, like, an awkward weirdo, basically. And the little kid is, like, a rambunctious little scamp as Helen has noted here that's very <laughs> accurate he is like a little twerp and his name is Jeremy 
and he is scared of the dark apparently ever since Mike Myers came back however many years ago which I mean really he's been scared of the dark ever since he discovered that Mike Myers existed I don't think it really had anything to do with a specific series of incidents um like there is a serial killer that is known to like prey upon this town for the course of like 25 years (laughs) so I think like any child would be terrified of the Mike Myers yeah stories yeah so they're watching like a scary movie together or whatever and Jeremy is a little bitch and he is like I don't need to pretend to be friends with my ugly boy babysitter. Why are you even an ugly ass boy babysitter? (laughs) Ugly ass boy. You little ass boy. (laughs) (laughs) And so Corey is like, oh, I hate my life. I don't even want to be babysitting anyway. And he goes to the fridge to get a snack. And when he comes back, the kid is gone. But the front door is wide open. And... When he went into the kitchen to get a snack, there was like a loaf of bread and like a big old knife next to it. And then he goes and finds that Jeremy is gone. And when he comes back through the kitchen, the knife is gone. And then Jeremy is like, help, help. And Corey is like going up the stairs and he sees the knife there. So he grabs it weird that it's there, but just, he doesn't question that and just takes it and goes. And he goes up to the attic, which is like, obviously at the top of the grand staircase and Jeremy locks his ass in there and is like, Oh, are you scared? Is it your bedtime? Mike Myers is going to come get you. (laughs) And Corey, even though he's a grown ass adult and this is literally an eight year old child is like freaking out, like having a panic attack in there. And he's like, Jerry, come on. And so he's like pounding on the door to get He's also worried. I think that the parents are going to come home and he's going to like be in trouble. Yeah, because he's like a terrible babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. So like an eight year old locked him in the attic. Yeah. So Jeremy is like standing outside the door taunting him and Corey is like trying to basically force his way out, which ends horribly when a moment later, Corey kicks the door. It hits Jeremy like the doorknob hits Jeremy in the face. And then Jeremy goes kafloink over the grand stair rail and falls down the donut hole in the middle. Like over the railing of the landing, like somehow, even though I feel like he wouldn't have gone. I I don't know. They were trying to make it look as though the momentum from the door could have pushed his upper half over the railing. Like bent his over his upper half over and then he flips backwards. Which I don't know. If I think I would think that he would have fallen onto the railing of the stairs immediately below. Like, I don't yeah. think he would have fallen right. all the way down that empty because the attic hole door, the, the attic doors, like, seemed really close to the stairs themselves. Right. Also. Yeah. And it was opening. So I feel like, yeah, it would have pushed him towards that direction and not straight forward off the railing. Yeah. But he falls and there's a crunch noise, which these movies love to do that. They love yeah. the 
the Foley artist is like really going the ham. Foley artist has like a head of romaine lettuce and is literally like tearing it in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cracking crab. He's eating lobs a lobster dinner and it's just like cracking the crab legs and the lobster legs. Ew. Because Ew. oh yeah, and the kid his neck like snaps and he hits and his the head is like punched in from the doorknob and then of course literally the parents walk in the front door at that moment that he falls and lands at the bottom of the stairs and so the mom loses her mind and then Corey is like oh no and then the credit sequence starts which is the same not the exact same I will say okay so credit sequence is extremely long and boring and there's really nothing like visually stimulating or interesting about it in any way except I liked this time that the pumpkins got bigger and like ate the other pumpkins (laughs) it was like a pac-man moment (laughs) yeah I liked I did like that something about it joy brought me joy Um, so now after the credits, the movie continues, but we now have Lori and she is, this is like a time jump. Yeah. There's like a time jump. So now I think we're at present day or 2021, 2022. It's supposed to be yeah, like four years after that or four years after the last Halloween movie we watched happened. So four years after Halloween kills. Okay, yeah, and that was 2018. And then the kid died. The thing with Corey happened 2019. in 2019. So now it's like 2022. Present day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be like this year. Um, so Lori's saying Michael escaped and Haddonfield was forced to confront this man in a mask. And so she kind of recaps what happened in the last film, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Michael has vanished since then. Right. Um, but like, bitch you have fought this man in the sewers before you know that he's in the sewers he has not vanished he's still in the town like why is no one going into the sewers to catch him like clearly y'all don't want this like bad enough like no like you're just gonna wait for him to pop up again but she's like i'm trying to move on with my life and you know i want to write a book and whatnot so she's living in this like beautiful victorian home uh yeah it's so lovely it's like really there's a lot of lovely like architecture in this movie just saying yeah their house was so nice yeah it's like a really nice like pretty victorian home and she's living with her granddaughter allison Mm -hmm. and they're trying to find healing live a peaceful life so she's writing like an autobiography about her survivor story Mm-hmm. Um, and then she puts a pie in the oven and then she forgets about it and she's like really my upset. pie oh no oh, my pie oh god no it's burnt and Allison's like okay chill it's just a pie I'm going sometimes to sometimes that happens <laughs> I have to go be a nurse now yeah of course she's a nurse because she's been through so many um, tragedies she's like I have to be of service to the public but anyway, so Allison goes to work and Jamie Lee sits at home with her burnt pie. And then we see Corey riding around on his bike. And we can only presume that he is um, free from whatever yeah. precautions came like of they must accidental manslaughter. Yeah, that it was accidental and he probably had like probation or community, community service or something. Yeah. Um, 
so he's late to work at his um car shop and when he gets there his boss gives him an old motorcycle to use so he's not late anymore and Corey is like wow a person who's treating me like a human being ever since i murdered that kid on accident <laughs> and allison gets pulled over on her way to work by some creepy um police officer named doug who apparently is her ex-boyfriend but is like in his 40s and she yeah. seems like she's like 29 maybe like 32 and he's like 46 I think, I think she's like 25 yeah she looks she like can, she is yeah i think she's supposed to be like 25 because she was a teenager in the other one and the yeah. other one was in like 2018 yeah or she was like 18 or 19 then so she's probably yeah, like she's like 24 25 yeah so she's probably in her like mid-20s but yeah he looks so old he's like, way too old for her she was it's really weird it's weird like maybe the town there's just not much of a dating pool in this town I guess middle of nowhere Illinois I and guess. like she obviously dated a police officer for a while because it made her feel safe like oh, in a world point. where so much stuff was beyond her control and she didn't really have protection anymore because her grandma is getting old and her mom is dead yeah, good point. But Doug, when he pulls her over, he's like, you're under arrest for being the prettiest girl in town. <laughs> Boring. Get out of here with your old ass comb over, Doug. Nobody wants you. Barf. Barf. I think um, if someone said that to me, I would just be like, ah, no. Like, yeah. I think I would actually sigh. Like, no. I think I would have, like, a visceral response of, like, ugh. Like, yeah, I'd be like, ah, no. I wouldn't be able to contain my, like, <laughs> yeah. distaste. Disgust, yeah. Like, I would just be like, why? Why would you say that? Get out of here. You're trash. So, anyway, we see an old homeless man under a bridge collecting trash items that he thinks could be useful this man comes into play later so this man is important they do this a lot in these films that's like the only recurring thing is that they show a lot of they cut between scenes so quickly and they show a lot of things that don't seem like they matter at all mm-hmm. and sometimes they do matter and sometimes they don't but this yeah. old man collecting useful items uh under matter. the bridge he's like the the <laughs> the troll toll yeah he's the troll that wants his toll and he also wants your soul (laughs) (laughs) to get into that boy's soul (laughs) you gotta pay the troll toll to get into that boy's soul you gotta pay (laughs) the troll toll to get in You want the baby boy's hole. You got the baby <laughs> The episode of Always Sunny is my favorite ever. Um, we're talking about, I was talking to um, some of my friends yesterday. We were talking about maybe doing that as like a Halloween costume. That would be hilarious. Just got to rip the pits. <laughs> yeah. So now we see the old man is outside of a convenience store now. And your boy Corey goes in to buy himself a Yoohoo because this little beach loves his chalky milk. Yeah, he's always drinking chocolate milk. And I think that's supposed to imply like his innocence in the beginning. Yeah, like Like chocolate milk is to Corey. 
And then like beer is to like psycho Corey. <laughs> yeah. And whiskey is to Lori. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Lori's upset, she like. And bangs are to Kyle Richardson. <laughs> Why do you say Richardson? Isn't that? Oh, no, it's just Richards. Richards. Why do I think? Why did I think Richardson? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Anyway, this little, this lad with a tortured soul is drinking chocolate milk. And these kids who are bullies from the marching band, confusing assortment of questions surrounding the choices made there. Yeah. Have we come like full circle in the world? Are marching band kids now the cool ones? Yeah. I was very confused by that. I was like there. And one of them was literally wearing their like majorette, like yeah jacket as like a dress which is low-key a vibe but like it was so confusing now they're the ones bullying I guess and they come out and they're bullying Corey because they say that he's like a murderer or whatever and then they call him a pedo creep yeah and I was very offended that they didn't say pedo yeah pedo yeah pedo is not like that's not something we say in america like you don't you don't call someone a pedo like you just call them a pedophile and if you you call them a a pedophile and abbreviate it you would say pedo because that's what they say in the uk yeah yeah no one really just says pedo so i thought that was weird i was like oh jepedo pedo creep (laughs) sorry i like pinocchio okay you puppet weirdo, you puppet freak, you puppet freak. So they call um, him a pedo creep, and then they push him to the ground, and he spills his chalky milk, and then like slices his hand on the bottle. He squeezes the bottle so hard that it like cracks, oh. and, his hand. and it looked really painful. And of course, Jamie Lee just happens to arrive at that moment, and she's like, "Hey, you nerds, knock it off!" And the kids are like, "Oh." A, a creep and a, a weirdo or like a creep and a psycho Ooh. Yeah. and they go inside the store and Jamie Lee is like which one are you are you the creep or the psycho ah, I'm one of them too ah, ah. and then she's <laughs> like you want to slash some tires and he's like this lady's sick <laughs> yeah so they like slash the t- uh, tires on that kid's truck of children <laughs> yeah Uh, adults getting their comeuppance meanwhile allison is at work at the hospital or i think it's a hospital it's it's kind of non-specific it's like a non-busy emergency room yeah so she's at work and some her like basic girl co-worker is like it's not a halloween costume if it's not sexy (laughs) And uh, Lori takes Corey there to get his hand sewn up. Um, And so Allison is working with the doctor to like stitch up Corey's hand. Mm -hmm. And she knocks over the equipment and the doctor gets all pissed and like yells at her. God, Allison. Yeah, he's like, fine, just finish this yourself. So she just finishes tending to Corey's hand and um her car is like making a noise like a rattling there's something wrong with her muffler and he's like oh all you have to do is like and she's like oh could you do that and he's like i mean i yeah i could fix it at my shop yeah so then she's like hey like maybe we should hang out sometime and then he's like uh you don't want to do that 
And she's like, mm, why? And he's like, mm, because I'm dangerous. Because I accidentally kicked a kid over the stairs after he grabbed <laughs> me in the closet. Because I'm such a little beesh. <laughs> I'm such a little beesh. And I love chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I love yoo-hoo. <laughs> Um, I'll only go out with you if you buy me a Yoohoo. The Jinx, buy me a Yoohoo. <laughs> so well, back at home, yes, Allison is playing cards with Lindsay, aka Kyle Richards. Yes, no son. And apparently, Al- they like talk about how Allison was dating that old cop that we met before, Doug. And then Corey is at home for dinner, and his mom is like. His mom is definitely, like, one of those psycho moms that's so overbearing that she, like, forces their child to be weird because she's so, like, overly controlling and involved in their life. She definitely, like, breastfed him until he was, like, 10. Yeah. And they're sitting at dinner and his mom is like, oh, how was your day? Like, blah, 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 blah. And he's, like, being kind of shifty about it. He's texting Allison, like, uh, under the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so his mom's like, who are you? T- what are you doing? Who are you talking to? And he's like, and no then, one, mom. God. And then the and mom's like, like, boys who keep secrets don't get custard for dessert. And like snags his plate away from him while he's still eating. Iconic. And then um, she goes away. And then his dad is like, don't tell her about the motorcycle again. Um, because his dad is also his boss. We find out. Lol. Yes. So then we fast forward to the next day and Corey is at the auto shop, um, which is also kind of like like a junkyard. Like they have like a whole big lot there. So people like there's definitely a lot of space and they probably do have a bunch of junk cars. It's just a lot of like a giant parts off of and then they push them down and sell the metal or whatever. So Corey shows Allison how to ride his motorcycle mm-hmm. and they're like flirty, but it's kind of awkward, whatever, cute. It's like seems normal-ish, I guess, as normal as yeah. it could be. Yeah. Um, so then Lori goes to the grocery store and she runs into Frank Hawkins and he is one of the survivors of Michael and he's the cop from the previous movie. Um, and Frank is like flirty with her as always. And he asks about the book she's writing and she mentions Corey and they both agree that he's like a nice kid and didn't mean to hurt the little boy. Yeah. Um, but on the way out of the grocery store, we see the woman whose husband was murdered from the last movie they she were the, the one that got couple. stabbed in the neck with the long light bulb that he broke in half. Yeah. Yeah. And that her husband's, is. what was her, her husband's name was like Paul or something. It was like Sandra and Jerry or something. Oh yeah. Her name was Sandra. But so she's outside the store and she's with her sister and she can't speak or walk. Yeah. So she's in a wheelchair and the sister is yelling at Lori and saying that it's all Lori's fault for provoking Michael. And Lori's uh, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then she goes home. Yeah. 
So then we cut to Allison and Corey who are going to a Halloween costume and she's like a lame cat like everyone always is. And he's wearing like a scarecrow mask that looks weirdly like a clown. It's like a combination of a clown and like a fox, but it is supposed to be a scarecrow. And of course, Lindsay, Kyle Richards with bangs is the bartender and everybody is getting rowdy. Allison and Corey like go dance and they take photo booth photos and there's like the vibe that they're getting in love. And then he goes to the bar to get a drink for himself. And the mom, the flapper mom of the kid who died, of course, is still dressed as a flapper four years later. And she's like, Elsa, you just get to go out and dance with your little friends and have fun on the anniversary of the night that you killed my son. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he leaves the bar and Allison runs after him and she's like, Corey, wait, Corey, what's wrong? And And he's he's mad at her. This is why I don't go out. I'm not like a normal person. Like I can't go out because people know what I did and they think that I'm a killer. And she's like, I know how you feel because people think that I'm weird. And he's like, bro, it's not the same because you're a survivor and I'm a monster. So he storms off and walks down the road alone. Classic. And then once again, these little marching man assholes are back. And they pull over and they start bullying him, which is, again, there's like four of them. And they're like 16 years old. And he's like a grown adult. Which is like really weird. I, I don't know why. Maybe this happens in small towns. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But they take his glasses and they break them. And then Corey is like, you're just an asshole because your dad fucking hates you. And the kid is like, don't talk about my dad. <laughs> and he pushes Corey over the bridge that they're standing on. Yeah. And the girls in the group are like, oh my God, we killed him. There's like one girl in the group who has a conscience and yeah, like, and she's is like not upset. trying to bully Corey. And she's yeah. like, we killed someone. Oh my God. And then they get in their car and they drive away. But then while this is happening, um, Corey like is at the bottom of this bridge now he fell but he's alive Mm -hmm. but someone drags Corey's body into a hole next to the bridge into the sewers i wonder who it could be (laughs) the old homeless man who was picking up trash under the bridge before watches it all happen Meanwhile, Allison is at home with Lori and she's upset because she likes Corey, but Corey stormed off and And Allison just like, yeah, Allison just assumes that it's over between them. But Corey wakes up in the sewers and he wakes up to Michael Myers strangling him. But Corey like breaks away and screams and he's like, ah, Uh, runs out of the tunnel um, but then he like peers inside again to hear Michael Myers mouth breathing. Yeah. And then while he's doing so, the old man outside is like, he's not done with you, fucker. <laughs> like, he tries to stab Corey. You. Yeah. And then s- tries to stab Corey for some reason. So, so then, then Corey, Corey stabs him. Of yeah. Course. So Corey like gets the knife from the guy and ends up stabbing him. 
and then I think like he at first kind of accidentally stabs him like in defense and he's like goes with it like to lock it in yeah he keeps stabbing him yeah and then Corey goes home of course because he's like what the fuck just happened and his mom is freaking out and she's like, where were you? What's happening? Where are you in? And he's like, leave me alone. And he's looking at himself in the mirror. And he's like, who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore. So then at the hospital, presumably the next day, or maybe that same day. Unclear. Unclear, but it's daytime. Mm-hmm. Allison's friend, the basic one, is like, oh my God, so... Turns out I got the promotion and like I'm so shocked because I thought you would get the promotion. But like I hope you don't hold it against me that like now I'm kind of your boss and like blah blah blah. Allison's like clearly you're sleeping with our boss or something because why would you get this promotion over me? Yeah. But anyway. Lori's oh, writing think- her book. Yes, Lori's writing her book and she is writing a bunch of dramatic lines and she's like, in life we have to make a choice life or death suicide or cherry blossoms because frank hawkins had said something about how the cherry blossoms are beautiful this time of year yeah like he wants to travel and see like the beautiful little things in life and it's talking about cherry blossoms yeah and like he wants to live a life now like he's not gonna let michael like take the rest of his life away from him he wants to like enjoy the rest of his life and like not live in fear and Lori's like low-key hinting at suicide like this entire movie but like doesn't seem yeah. actually serious about doing it it's kind of confusing and she looks out the window and she sees that someone's standing there and when she like goes down to see who it is it's Corey and he's waiting for Allison and he is like I got jumped on my way home last night by those kids and I'm sorry for what I said to Allison and he asks for her to take a walk with him and he's like I killed someone and she's like okay but I think she just assumed that he was talking about the little boy from right. the, the accident that happened that he didn't intentionally she just thinks that he feels bad still from that right. she doesn't realize that he's saying like he killed an additional person now on yeah purpose. Well, and then they go to the house, like where he babysat the kid, because it's abandoned mm-hmm. now. Because obviously, why would that family want to live there after that? Yeah. And um, she's like, when I first heard the story, I felt like I already knew you, which is a weird thing to say because she's yeah. never killed anyone, like completely different circumstances, like really no parallels there. Right. <clears throat> like she was like, I felt I already knew you were innocent. Like I, I just felt it in the when I read the story in the news. Um, and while they're at that house, Lori goes to Corey's parents' house because Lori's kind of concerned because Corey seemed really like shaken up and upset. Yeah, she's and, worried about him. Yeah, just wants to see if he's okay. So she goes to talk to the, his parents. Uh, but the mom is a jerk and is just yeah. so extra. And she's like, oh yeah like it's your fault that the town was so mean to my son when that accident happened because because your boogeyman disappeared the town needed a new one so they chose my son and And laurie's like which makes no sense everyone in the town just like 
somehow makes everything Lori's fault. Yeah. You notice that? It's weird. I, I don't get why they, it's just weird. It makes no sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, then we cut to Allison and Corey and they're at a diner and he's like saying that it was a mistake and he shouldn't have walked away from her at the party. Like he's not afraid anymore of what people have to say or like how people are going to judge him. And then as they're like at the diner or whatever, Doug, the old creep who used to be Allison's police boyfriend shows up and he tries to talk to her and like get him to hang out with her, get him to get her <laughs> to hang out with him. Yes. <laughs> and Allison is like, nah, brah. And then Doug recognizes Corey because now he's been rejected and he starts being an asshole. And then Corey stands <laughs> up and they do like that thing where they like alpha male at each other and they like flare their nostrils at each other and like puff their chest, but they don't do anything. <laughs> they just, yeah, they get really close and they breathe on each other, but they don't kiss each other or punch each other. And that's just a thing that like men do in movies and I don't know if men do that in real life when they're like about to fight or if it just happens in movies (laughs) I I think it mostly just happens in movies but there is probably an element of like standoff like is somebody gonna back down or are we actually gonna do this yeah kind of like a game of chicken where it's like oh are you afraid to kiss me (laughs) yeah are you afraid to punch me bro and he's like no are you afraid to kiss me what I meant punch what (laughs) and then Corey and Allison are like they end up going back to her place or whatever and they're making out because apparently that was hot for them and she's like do you want to come inside and he's like another night um aka she's like do you want to take this puss to pound town and he's like another night Someone is following him as he's riding his motorbike around town. And of course it's Doug because he's jealous AF. And so he's following Corey around. And so Corey leads Doug to the tunnel under the bridge where he killed the old guy and where he came out of Michael's tubes. <laughs> his, his lair. His lair. Um, so... Like he takes Doug down there and then he sets a trap for Doug. So Doug sees like the tent where an old man sleeps and he sees like the shadow of a silhouette in the tent because there's a flashlight on in there. And he goes over to open it up thinking that it's Corey, but it's actually the dead body of the old man that Corey killed earlier. And Corey like jumps out from behind and surprises him and then like runs away and Doug chases him into the tunnel and it's like, I'm going to fuck your face up, you little shit. <laughs> Genius dialogue. And then he sees Corey standing there. But then Michael Myers attacks Doug before Doug can get to Corey. And then Corey goes to Michael and is like, show me how to do it. Yeah, so Corey holds Doug while Michael slices him up. And there's way too much knife going on. Like, it's just so weird. I mean, yeah. And it also, it's really strange because Corey's holding Doug and Michael is like just slashing him. And yeah, they both I thought he face. was going to stab, like he's using a big old, big, big knife to yeah. stab Doug. And Corey is like laying underneath Doug's body basically because yes. he like falls over. 
And so Michael is stabbing like through Doug's body. I swear he would have stabbed Corey. Oh yeah. I'm sure that knife was huge. Like it would have, the way he was stabbing him, it probably would have gone through to Corey. Yeah. At least it was really weird. Like there was some weird, like sexual tension in this scene. Two guys who just totally got off. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? It's and so yeah, weird. it's weird. Like they basically form this relationship where like Corey like respects Michael and like it becomes his like apprentice almost. Like yeah. it's so bizarre. Like he's becoming a blacksmith or some shit. Yeah. He's like <laughs> how you kill people, because I want to kill people too now. Yeah. So <laughs> then cool. Let's do that. Corey shows <laughs> up to Allison's house and he's like. I don't know what's happening to me. I'm becoming a monster. And he's like, did Mike Myers let you live or did you escape? And she's like, well, IDK, like my mom saved me. So neither. And Michael, of course, is creeping on them from like afar. But Lori is also creeping on them from afar. (laughs) She's watching from like her little office room upstairs. And Mike Myers is creeping from like a bush down the way and both of them like both parties are very invested in this relationship of these two 20 something year olds (laughs) it's very strange yeah um so then Corey (laughs) I just laughed at the how I described this I said so Corey and Allison wake up after a night of vigorous lovemaking (laughs) classic and uh Corey sees his scarecrow mask on uh the desk Allison's desk in her room so Mm -hmm. she must have like when he threw it off of his face at the bar when he stormed off that night yeah um she must have like grabbed it and saved it for him yeah so then um he grabs the mask and hits the road on his way yeah Yeah. wherever he's going um and then Lori goes to the bar where Lindsay works and she's telling Lindsay that Corey was a nice kid but now some, he's different and now he has Michael's eyes he has the same eyes yeah so Lori also um she just so happens to run into the dad of the kid who died yes and the dad says that he never thought Corey was guilty he never thought he did it on purpose but the other day he saw Corey walking on the bridge alone like a weirdo Mm -hmm. And so he pulled up next to him in his car and wanted to say something to him. Mm -hmm. Um, But Corey just wasn't himself anymore. It was acting really strange. And the dad says like, that's not the same kid I remember. He's on a dark path now. Did the town do this to him? Or was it always there deep inside him? Um, So then the doctor from Allison's work and the slutty friend are going home they are in a relationship dun 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 duh more like duh dun dun (laughs) because that's why she got the promotion and he has like a weird sort of like 1970s mansion and she's hooking up with him which is how she got the promotion so she goes to take a shower and she sees a present on the bed for her and she's like, ooh, oh, babe, oh my God. And it's like a fancy silk robe. So she turns to go 
into the shower in her fancy robe, but she hears a sound behind her. So she turns and she finds Corey is wearing the scarecrow mask and he's stabbing the doctor to death. Um, so she shuts the door and he's trying to get to her, but she's calling 911. And plot twist, Michael Myers is inside the house and strangles her and then stabs her. So they're officially like working as a tag team like duo now. Yeah. And they're targeting these two because Corey is like trying to get even for Allison, which is like also, not fucked up. When Michael stabs the girl. Mm-hmm. He stabs her with a giant knife and stabs her like into the wall. So oh, she's, yeah. Like, stuck up on the wall. Like she's like pinned. Like on a painting too. Yeah. And it's very gruesome and extra. I thought that was pretty like, that's something that I wanted to see in a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was like, very I think like, that's classic horror like. Yeah, that was a somebody is like stabbed in a way where they like stick to the wall. Like I hadn't seen that in a while, so I kind of like that in a fucked up way. Yeah, because it's like not very realistic, so it doesn't scare you quite as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like Like, it's more so the pomp and circumstance of yeah, like a camp murder. Yeah. Um, Um. So then after that, Corey's riding his motorcycle with Allison. Um, and they go to the roof of the radio station. I guess that's a place where kids like hang out or something. Yeah. And he's like, I want to leave. Let's leave this town, but I don't want to go alone. I want to go with you. Like we can have a life together. Let's just run away. And she's like, maybe, but what about my grandma? So then he jumps. She thinks that he's like jumping off of the roof, like a psycho, like doing some like Mm -hmm. Spidey man shit. Yeah. But uh, he just drops off of the top roof onto a lower landing. Um, And then from that landing, he just like drops off into the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And the radio disc jockey guy Mm -hmm. is down there and he's a jerk to both of them. He's like, get out of here. Oh, you little freaks. Yeah, you freaks. Um, So then that guy leaves and they leave and Allison just says she wants to leave Haddonfield forever and be with Corey. And yeah, she does want to run off with him. Meanwhile, yeah. Lori is creepily watching them in her car. <laughs> yeah. Then Corey goes home and his mom is being insane. And she says that Allison is trying to steal him from her. And then she slaps him. And then the dad in the background is like, I hope you find love. Yeah, the dad like, is what? like, the dad is a nice character, but he's just so passive and the mom yeah. is so crazy. The dad's always just sitting in that chair in their living room in like the dark watching TV by himself. Yeah, like he's never really doing anything. And just says like vaguely supportive things, but can't be actively supportive because he's probably afraid of the mom. So he's just like, I hope you find love. Yeah. <laughs> From the dark room. Yeah. Weird. Now it's October 31st. It's officially Halloween, Halloween day. Corey wakes up in the kid's house that he killed back in the day. Never a good it's sign easy. to wake up where you accidentally killed someone. Yeah. And he's laying like in the like blood spot where the kid fell, which is extra creepy. Fucked up. Do, 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 do. And do, when do, he wakes do. up, he, I think, assumes that it's 
Allison there, like Allison mm-hmm. followed him or something, but it's Lori and she gives him a monologue about evil and Classic. says he's like infected with evil and she wants to help get the evil out and that he needs to stay away from Allison until he figures his shit out and he gets real defensive and says if I can't have her no one will she has me now she doesn't need you you should give in to that feeling you had the first time you looked in Michael's eyes I'm the psycho you're the freak show and Lori's like shake into the core and then we cut to Allison at work and she's like where's my boss and Corey calls her and says that they need to leave because Lori wants to kill him and Allison is like what and he goes into the tunnel where ye old boy young Michael Myers lives and he's like you have something that I need and he takes Michael's mask and then Michael is like give me that back and he chases him. So Allison is at home and then Lori is like trying to convince her basically not to go with him. And Allison is like, I'm going with him because I love him and this town is making us crazy and we need to get out of here. And Lori's like, please, I'm begging you. He's not who you think he is. <laughs> and <laughs> then we see the asshole kids that threw Corey off the bridge, go to like the car shop, AKA the body shop, AKA the auto shop, AKA wherever Corey works. And they see his motorcycle there and they're like, let's fuck up his shit. Cause he's such a little bitch. And clearly he's still alive. Even though we thought that we accidentally killed him when we threw him off that bridge. Yeah. It's like, do you need to keep like, I thought what? <laughs> like, and then are the you kid... just happy that you didn't kill him? I yeah. Didn't. Right. Like, and so then one of the kids gets stabbed through the eye and yeah, this like a sneak attack giant like truck michael is in this like big ass like monster truck basically and he drives over the gate and like crushes one of the girls underneath it and then Corey's dad is in the office with a lot but he didn't hear it because he's playing like a video game or something like he has noise blocking headphones on And so the one kid like runs in there and is like, help, help, like shit's going down. And the dad goes to investigate and sees the girl who's like being crushed under the fence with the truck on top of her. And of course she's still alive somehow. And then (laughs) the kid accidentally kills the dad instead of Corey. Grim. Yeah, that part I was like, come on. Yeah so stupid and then Corey torches the bully kid and smashes the girl's face who is stuck under the fence like which really is like, it. like unnecessary that's how like you know like he's gone way too far like yeah he, when you go back to kill somebody who's already like pretty much dead in right. like a really gruesome way you're like beyond fucked up so then Corey goes home in the michael mask now the transformation he, is almost yeah. complete. He grabs a kitchen knife and then kills his mom. But it's also kind of hard to tell during this scene and the car shop scene mm-hmm. if it's just Corey or if Michael's there with him because they're both kind of wearing like the same getup or similar yeah. getups. They have matching jumpsuits. Yeah. And only like a- one of them is wearing the mask, but still... 
they have matching outfits but they're like kind of coordinating it's like a spice girls thing yeah oh my god okay hold on i forgot about this part oh so no then, yeah i hate this part hold <laughs> on this was so i love this so he goes to the radio oh. station and one of the michaels enters and kills the woman who's like working there out like in the lobby or whatever and then they go in and they kill the radio dj who was like being a dick before to allison and Corey. And the way that they kill him, they cut out his tongue and it like flops onto the um, record table or whatever, like the spin board. Yeah. I don't know what you call it when there's like multiple ones. Turntable. Yeah. And the tongue goes like onto the turntable and then it like goes around and around and like knocks and it, the arm off and stuff. Yeah. It like knocks the needle. So the needle, it's skipping because of the tongue I hate it and it's being broadcast over the radio yeah it's so gross so um Allison is in the car listening to the radio and it starts skipping weird and like turns the radio off um but she goes to the diner where she was supposed to meet Corey um but he kind of does a no show like stands her up no call no show her phone keeps buzzing and it's Lori but she's ignoring it Right. Because she's like, you don't know anything. I'm in love and you're trying to take my boyfriend away from me. But she's concerned. So she goes because Corey doesn't show up. So she goes to Corey's house. uh, But the doors are closed and no one answers. He's not responding her texts. And then at home, Lori is drinking again. She's drinking her whiskey on the rocks. Um, And she is distraught. She calls 911 and is like, I need to report a suicide at at her address. And she retrieves a hidden gun from the bookshelf. She holds the gun to her head. But as she does this, Michael opens the door and she shoots at him. And she's like, did you really think I'd kill myself? But surprise, it's not Michael. It's Michael. It's Corey. And she says he came here to kill her. So just go ahead and do it. He laughs creepily and stabs himself in the neck. Like So okay. Lori like goes to grab the knife out of his neck. But as she's doing that, because Lori's kind of in shock, wasn't expecting him to kill himself. Right. Um, Allison walks through the door and it looks like Lori killed him. him. Yeah. So, of course, Allison freaks out because she thinks that Lori did it. And she's like, why would you do this to me? And Lori's like, he did it himself. And they're both crying. And Allison runs and leaves. And just as she's leaving, a hand reaches for the Michael mask that's laying next to Corey. And Corey was still alive. So Michael kills him. Yeah. They stole my mask question do you think he killed him because he was like bitch you stole my mask like i thought we were friends or do you think he killed him like because he was suffering and just ended it i kind of think he killed him because he was like a failure oh like i kind of thought that michael was like indulging this kid because he was like well this kid wants to like fuck shit up so it gives me an opening and then I think he realized that like the kid didn't really want like whatever sort of ultimate chaos Michael like feeds off of 
the kid just wanted Allison. And I think Michael is like, that's not what this shit is about. If you're going to do this shit, you got to do it my way. Yeah, I think you're right. That makes sense. As much sense as it can possibly make. Yeah. Not a lot of sense is happening kind of like at this point of the movie. Yeah. So we see Michael grab the mask and then it cuts to Frank Hawkins calling Allison on the phone. And Frank says that the police station got a call from Lori calling in a suicide. And so he's concerned and he's like, we got to go over there uh, with the cops. So mm-hmm. while Allison is now and Frank are heading back to the house, Lori is hiding in the pantry and Michael is just out and about mouth breathing all over the kitchen. He's just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to find you. <laughs> Uh, Lori surprises him from the pantry and she like hits him with a bunch of stuff. And so he grabs her head and like starts smashing it into the glass cabinet and he tries to strangle her. They fight. Um, oh my God. And then he tries to stick her hand in the garbage disposal. Yeah. I but died. She, but she's been learning jujitsu or something. So she's fighting back and manages to not have her hand go down the garbage disposal. Mm hmm. And she grabs a knitting needle to try to like stab him or something, but then he tries to, he like goes to poke it through her ear. Bruh, I cannot with that fucking shit. That shit, that's one of those things that's so scary to me is like somebody getting killed by putting some spiky like pointy hair into their brain space. I do not like that. He tries to poke that knitting needle like right through her ear. Um, but she headbutts him him. yeah and then she stabs him but he's like I'm fine nothing happened so she manages to pin him to the butcher block with knives like through his hands hands and she does hands first and then she goes like in his chest and like pins him to the table yeah um and then she takes off his mask and she's like I've run from you. I have have chased chased you. you. I've tried to contain you. I've tried to forgive you. (laughs) I thought maybe you were the boogeyman. No, you're just a man who's about to stop breathing. And then somehow he frees his hand like at the last minute to strangle her. And his hand is literally sliced down the middle, like between his middle finger and his ring finger. It's yeah. sliced like fully down the middle, like a piece of ham. Ugh. And she's like, do it. Kill me then, bitch. And then <laughs> Allison appears and breaks Michael's fucking arm in half like a beast. Yeah. She literally like grabs it and goes, yeah. Ah! Yeah. Just snaps it. Which like, I have to say, I've, I've learned a lot of great moves from the, these movies. Like if I ever found myself in like a scary situation, I would be like, I'm going to break some arms, like <laughs> just grab the wrist and kick the rest. Oh, that's Yikes. scary. So after he like is flailing around basically and Lori slits his wrist the right way to kill someone because um, she's smart and <laughs> 
he weirdly like holds her hand for a second like as his hand is split in half and it's kind yeah. of wiggling there they're like gently holding each other's fingers it's a weird like it's a weird uh, sentiment like a romantic moment. moment yeah they have a weird yeah. thing yeah there's like something there's an ineffable quality to their relationship that is like partially sexual partially like power and then like the fear it's really odd um but then frank bangs on the door he goes in he sees Corey's body and runs into the kitchen he finds Lori and allison standing there he says michael and then Lori is like he's dead allison says not dead enough <laughs> and then does she do a final stabby in his chest is that when that happens i believe so but then they also it shows like his blood like pooling all around the kitchen floor which yeah. um like horrible mess like to clean up who is doing like who's going to renovate this beautiful victorian home that she just like yeah, just read. that's going to damage the you know traditional hardwood floor for sure yeah um, so now the cop from the previous film, who I believe is the police chief, who has the like yeah, the black officer with hat. the black hat, the 10 gallon yeah. hat. He's back and he says, like, okay, whatever, Michael's dead, you guys can do your thing. Right. So they, like whatever it takes to show everybody that this a-hole's dead and the terror is over. Yeah. So they have a plan. They basically have a weird like funeral procession almost. Yeah. It's also they kind of like a his burn- body. Like a freaking like Christmas tree. Yeah, they tie his body to the roof of a station wagon like a Christmas tree. (laughs) And they just drive his body through the streets. And the people are like, Like, (laughs) it's like a weird like burn the witch thing and also like a funeral procession at the same time. Yeah. So So they go to the car lot and The crowd like crowd surfs Michael off of the car. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's at a rock concert and he's just like crowd surfing the dead body. Yeah, <laughs> over to like a big ass <laughs> trash compactor. And then they put him in. Lori like jumps with him into the metal compactor and she heaves him in and his body like grinds up all gross like yeah it was so gross. it was like one of those there's like tiktok videos where they put like different stuff in paper shredders and it was like that ew yeah and so his body literally gets broken up into little hunks and bits and that's the end of the movie and it we get another voiceover from Jamie Lee where Allison like moves somewhere and has a life and Lori finishes her book and she says evil doesn't die it changes easy for me to say it changes shape god damn it (laughs) (laughs) the doorbell rings and it's Frank he was walking away but leaving like a little goodie basket of fresh produce on her doorstep and she's like, hey, wait. And he's like, oh, I was just leaving this for you. Hope you are doing well. And then she's like, hey, wait, and goes to talk to him. And they what talk about, about those cherry blossoms, Frank. And then the movie's <laughs> yeah. over. And yeah. that's that. That's that. Uh, he did. He did, y'all. Oh my at least God. For, y'all. Like, he fucking did. At least, 
at least for like at least five years and then maybe someone will reboot the series yeah before they make another remake um I will say like I kind of I liked this one way more than Halloween Kills and I think that I liked it because it wasn't all just about them like chasing Michael around like the first hour of the movie was just like Corey and Allison and like sort of his like evolution from being like an ambivalent is he a good guy is he a bad guy into becoming a bad guy and that was overall more like fundamentally interesting and well-directed than yes the writing and direction was was better as like a standalone film I would say the writing and everything was better yeah yeah like if you were to just watch this movie it's not bad as bad I mean there's obviously bad aspects to it it's not amazing but yeah if you were to just watch this movie and you hadn't seen maybe you've only seen the original Halloween and then you just watch this movie you're like okay that was fine you know right kind of interesting I guess but if you're watching the three most recent films it really doesn't it doesn't doesn't, really stack up with the others no it doesn't fit into the same world it is disconnected yeah. You know, it just doesn't feel like it's part of the series at all. It's just strange. I would agree. I mean, the last half hour feels like it is part of it. Because the first a- hour does. Michael. But yeah, the first hour is like, a- who cares about this kid? Yeah. Yeah. And what would you rate it? It wasn't that. I'd give it like a three out of ten. Yeah, like it wasn't that bad. I would say like a, yeah, like a three maybe a four some of it was like funny but yeah some of it was pretty funny overall it was just kind of like meh yeah also Michael didn't try to like kill that many people yeah like he was barely in it which honestly like was kind of a refreshing departure from the previous one where it was like all him running around yeah because we had (laughs) we had watched that one recently recently yeah yeah, I'd say like a three or four. Really, wasn't that bad. Yeah, wasn't that great either, though. No. Well, and that's kind of why it ends like low. Like if it was good and bad, mm-hmm. I'd give it at least like a six. But it was like kind of neither here nor there. Like it was like, eh. Yeah. Overall, it just wasn't kind of disappointing. Yeah, like it wasn't so bad. It was entertaining, and it wasn't so good that like the bad parts stuck out and like were funny. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. That's the last Halloween movie and the 13th episode. So worked out perfectly for us as far as yeah. like serendipitousness. A little Halloween wrap up. And now yeah. we have I was one about to say, more week till Halloween. I was about to say now we never have to watch another Halloween movie. But then I remembered that we could watch. Are we going to watch H2O? <laughs> yeah. That we, one... I think we could do one more Halloween episode. It depends if we want to watch a Halloween movie or we want to watch another kind of Halloween movie. Yeah, true. I mean, there's so much out there. We can watch Hubie Halloween. Is that bad, though? Yeah. It's bad, but it's, like, hilarious. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I I thought it's, like, like so awful, but it's good. (laughs) Like apparently people are really mad about halloween ends because there's a lot of people who are like hardcore 
there's a lot of like hardcore horror movie fans i love horror movies but i'm not like obsessed with the big franchises or anything there's some people you don't like like, follow them yeah there's some people who are like original they love like the big three Mm -hmm. which is like halloween friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street Street. yeah Yeah, and they like collect stuff from the movies and Mm -hmm. they have like comics and books and action figures and costumes and memorabilia and whatever apparently there's like a a petition or a GoFundMe or something. I have to look it up again to redo Halloween Ends because fans are really mad. Wow. Yeah, people are really Dude. mad. They're really mad that it doesn't have that much to do with the That's overarching cool. story. Wow. That it's kind of like a, a Danny McBride, job. you shit the bed. <laughs> That's hilarious. I hope they do remake it because that would be hilarious. Like, it's literally just getting remade because the fans hated it. Yeah, also people are mad that they don't show his face, like his actual face, which I'm kind of mad about too. They show him from like a weird side angle, but they don't show- His like fuzzy hair. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I wanted to see his face because I was like, this is the face of terror. Should we not like be seeing it? What if underneath the mask is just like Gary Busey? (laughs) That would be pretty scary. Because, like, from the angle that they showed... Uh, it, it does kind of look like that fuzzy, like, hair that Gary Busey has. Yeah, or, like, when Woody Harrelson shaves his head. It yeah. Like True. <laughs> it's Mike Myers under there. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's Austin Powers. Shagadelic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Someone needs to do that. Yeah, I want to see, like, that crossover. I want to see, like, Mike Myers' origin story into Michael Myers. <laughs> like, he was like, I'm not Mike anymore. I'm Michael now. That would be a great movie. Or, like, Mike Myers was leading a double life as Michael Myers. Yeah. So, like, he's not actually just in the sewers all the time. He's, like, filming. Call my agent. Movies. Call my agent. It's too hard to juggle this schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and he never films any movies on Halloween because that's when he has to go back to his hometown and kill people. Yeah, he's like, I um I can't shoot that day. I, I actually have a prior commitment. Um, but I will be available on November 1st. Uh <laughs> I'm not too if, tired. That, if that's available. <laughs> yeah. I I might it might be cutting it kind of close. November 2nd would be preferable that would I I know I would be coming in strong on the second but if we had to schedule for November 1st I think I think I could make it work I might not be feeling shagadelic that day <laughs> I might not be feeling shagadelic bye-bye Ooh, you know what would actually be the perfect thing to round this out would be um I married an axe murderer that movie yeah. with Mike Myers in it that's like a comedy horror movie, I think. Oh, I think I just saw that on, I think that popped up on my Hulu or something. It's supposed to be horrible, I'm pretty sure. Is it supposed to So maybe we'll look into that. Wait, is it, is it supposed to be horrible? Like they made it to be horrible or that it actually just is horrible? I think it just actually is horrible. Okay. I, I think it that. was made with the intention that like, we're going to make a funny Mike Myers movie. And it's just awful. 
okay let's do that let's watch that because i swear i just saw it on one of the streaming platforms i saw something like that and i think it was that title and i saw it and i thought what is this yeah i'm looking it up really quick just to be but for anyone who is curious halloween ends is on hbo max Mm -hmm. it's also on peacock right now yeah and peacock and halloween kills is just on hbo max but i believe that hbo max and peacock are merging Mm so oh yeah i believe they are um so you should be able to watch i believe currently you can watch what's on peacock on hbo max but you can't watch everything that's on hbo max on peacock right now so i married it's called so i married an axe murderer it has a 53 percent on rotten tomatoes it's pretty bad just after a bad breakup charlie falls for a lovely butcher named harriet and introduces her to his parents but as voracious consumers of sensational tabloids his parents soon come to suspect that harriet is actually a notorious serial killer wanted in connection with a string of bizarre honeymoon killings thinking his parents foolish charlie proposes to harriet but while on his honeymoon with her he begins to fear they were right interesting i'd be willing to give it a try it says it's a rom-com but like obviously about ex-murdering a mike myers rom-com though <laughs> yeah yeah what this year is was like it 1993 oh it's from 1993 the year that i was born wow yeah july 30th 1993 was it the release date worldwide interesting i say let's do it all right well then y'all heard it here first tune in here next week where we'll talk about so i married an axe murderer unless we watch it and realize that it's not that bad and then we have to make a last minute pivot to something else that we think is worse yeah. <laughs> which it could be but the 53 percent on rotten tomatoes usually is a good sign it's gonna yeah, be usually bad. the fan usually the fan score is pretty pretty reliable Accurate. yeah the critic consensus varies a lot but the usually the fan score is pretty 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 good you can tell who's getting paid to give a good review Mm -hmm. oh yeah just saying it's jamie lee curtis writing the review for halloween ebbs she's like this movie was a perfect end to a wonderful franchise (laughs) to a wonderful franchise that i may or may not have been jamie lee curtis is one of the greatest heroes of all (laughs) halloween franchises that are scary or spooky Definitely not written by Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just burped. I hope you didn't hear that. <laughs> um, I did. <laughs> well, that means that everyone else did too. <laughs> I don't know. They might not. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Comment if you heard Colleen's burp. Five stars if you heard Colleen's burp. Yeah, five stars. Please, please everyone, give us five-star ratings on yeah leave us a review uh, um share us follow us um we are probably going to be putting out a patreon soon and we also are going to make a ticky talky and we do have an instagram so like follow share review do the stuff and help us out yes help us please please (laughs) please
All right. Well, that's it for us. And we will catch you next time on The Worst Thing I Ever Watched, where I will still be Colleen. And I will still be Helen. And you will still be listening. You better. <laughs> that was a threat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. better. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Please don't cancel us. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>